This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News, Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Governor Ivey officially designates Monday, June 20th as a state holiday, which will be called Juneteenth Day. The state will be closed for the day just as federal employees will take the day off. This is the second year that Governor Ivey has issued such an authorization for state employees to observe this holiday. The state legislature must pass a bill in order for this holiday to be put on the books as permanent and not require the governor's authorization. Juneteenth is a day that was first celebrated in the state of Texas when African-Americans in Galveston were notified of the Emancipation Proclamation done by President Abraham Lincoln, as well as the passage of the 13th Amendment through the U.S. Congress, which abolished slavery. An Alabama election fraud case has been resurfacing in the news lately. True the Vote was in Arizona last week to highlight the ballot trafficking evidence that they obtained through cell phone data and Dropbox surveillance camera footage. Greg Phillips runs an election intelligence business that has been subcontracting with True the Vote in this investigation, and He's researched all the data. Phillips referred to Alabama when he was speaking before the Arizona lawmakers about the need for election integrity. In 1994, uh, I was involved in a a situation in uh, Montgomery, Alabama. Uh, A guy was running for chief justice of the Alabama Supreme Court. He happened to be my political mentor and one of my best friend's dad. And we had deeply embroiled in this. Every single piece of this case that ultimately came down from the United States Supreme Court is relevant to everything that y'all will consider and everything that you think about or maybe could consider thinking about as you debate and deliberate over these these next coming set of bills. Perry Hooper Jr. recently spoke with 1819 News Managing Editor Erica Thomas about Alabama's past problems with election fraud. We get up the next morning, they say you're behind by 25. By the end of the day, they found uh, where we were up by 325 votes or something like that. Next thing I know, uh, that Hornsby files an action. His lawyer's circuit judge in Montgomery, Gene Reese, Democrat, and, uh, uh, and they issued a state order saying that no, they issued an order saying that as long as you have substantial compliance, which is just like Greg said, is a BS uh, term uh, for fraud. That is, you know, it doesn't matter if you signed it, uh, absentee ballot, or notarized it, whatever. As long as if it's an X or something close to that, that's called substantial compliance. Well, that's when it all started. And so I've been through it about people that still votes and it hurts it hurts your heart and you want to fight for what's right and that's what donald j trump has tried to do that's what mike lindell is trying to do that's what greg and Catherine and every probably 70 percent of the people of alabama are trying to do and is to have fair and honest elections and then after dad was finally certified, Bob James, I was his chief floor leader, and he had me sponsor, along with Jim Collins, the, the first voter identification bill. Uh, he had a, a 
a number of bills that were honest elections, and that was certainly one of the more important ones. A correctional officer at the Pickens County Jail is currently being held in the Lamar County Jail following charges against her. 28-year-old Marquita Booker is facing 16 counts of sexual abuse of an inmate that was in her custody. The charges come after an investigation was launched into Booker by the Pickens County District Attorney's Office. D.A. Andy Hamblin says Booker was hired only four months ago as a corrections officer and is no longer employed by the Pickens County Sheriff's Office. The University of Alabama at Birmingham is starting a new program to mitigate the long-term effects of venomous snake bites. Dr. William Rushton told WBRC News that people who are bitten by snakes in the southern part of the U.S. have ongoing symptoms of swelling and persistent wounds. Rushton will be working alongside Dr. Dag Shapshak as they launch a comprehensive snake bite program and follow-up clinic in order to find new and better protocols for snake bite treatments. This program will be the first of its kind in the entire nation. Shapshak says knowing how to treat persistent wounds caused by a snake bite can make the difference between lifelong complications and a full recovery. About five Americans die each year from a snake bite. The World Games Day Pass is now being offered in Birmingham ahead of this international competition coming in July. The pass allows fans of the World Games to attend multiple competitions in a single day for a cost of $35. With a one-day pass, a sporting fan can use the free Ride the Line transit system to get to various venues where different events will be taking place within the Magic City. Some of those venues include Protective Stadium, Avondale Park, UAB PNC Field, the Hoover Met, the BJCC, and Boutwell Auditorium. More information on the World Games can be found at their website, which is TWG2022.com. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, the president of Mexico says hasta luego to President Joe Biden after being invited to attend a summit of the Americas, which will be in Los Angeles, California. Mexican President Andres Obrador declined the invitation, saying he will not attend since other Latin American country leaders were not invited by the White House to take part. Obrador called that exclusion undemocratic. The Biden administration has confirmed that the countries of Cuba, Venezuela, and Nicaragua were not invited due to the human rights situations that are ongoing within those countries. Mexican President Obrador says he still has a very good relationship with Joe Biden and will still proceed with a planned White House visit in July. Harvard Law Professor Emeritus Alan Dershowitz is reacting to the recent arrest of a Trump administration official as he tried to board a plane in Washington, D.C. Peter Navarro is being charged with contempt by the DOJ as a result of subpoenas from the U.S. House Committee that's looking into the January 6th protest and breach of the Capitol building. Navarro held a press conference after his arrest in which he called all of the charges unconstitutional. Dershowitz agrees and spoke about it with Newsmax. Well, he has invoked a privilege. It's as if somebody was called to testify about what he told his priest or his doctor or his lawyer, and he invokes a privilege and he immediately gets indicted uh, instead of the government going before a court and saying, judge, rule whether or not the privilege applies. If you rule the privilege doesn't apply and order him to testify, then he can be held in contempt. But you cannot constitutionally be held in contempt of Congress without a judicial order. And if the shoe are on the other foot, and it will be on the other foot, if the Republicans gain control of Congress or the Senate, they will use this precedent and go after 
Biden administration officials and indict them if they refuse to disclose information. So this is dangerous to democracy, dangerous through the rule of law, and dangerous to the concept of privilege, whether it be a priest privilege or a doctor privilege, a lawyer privilege, or executive privilege, an extremely dangerous case. And I'm shocked that the Justice Department brought it without there being a judicial determination that he was compelled to testify. Dershowitz also says that the Navarro case is more of a scandal to democracy in the judicial system than the recent acquittal of attorney Michael Sussman for lying to the FBI while he worked on the Hillary Clinton presidential campaign. It's not a crime to lie to the FBI or to lie under oath. Uh, It's only a crime if the lie is material. And one of the defenses, obviously, that was made was that the government already knew that uh, Sussman worked uh, for Clinton in the Clinton campaign. So it was not a material lie. I once won a case on that theory a long time ago. But uh, so I was not surprised at the verdict. Uh, Obviously, what upsets me much more than the Sussman verdict is the unconstitutional indictment of Peter Navarro. Now, that's a real scandal. Here you have Peter Navarro, a guy uh, who was in the White House, who invokes executive privilege, and he gets indicted without there even being a judicial order making him testify and resolving his claim. So, I mean, as a civil libertarian, I'm much more concerned about the indictment of Navarro than the acquittal of Sussman, though I think Sussman might very well have been convicted had the trial taken place in places other than where it took place and in front of jurors other than the jurors uh, who acquitted him. A medical study released in the New England Journal of Medicine shows incredible promise in treating cancer. The study involved 18 patients with rectal cancer who took dostarlamab from three weeks to six months. At the end of that treatment, all of those patients were cancer-free. The first patient to take the drug has now been two years out of that trial. Dr. Luis Diaz Jr. is the author of this medical paper. Diaz says he believes this is the first time such a thing has happened in the history of cancer. Dostarlamab is a monoclonal antibody that the doctors involved in this research say unmasks the cancer cells in the body so that the immune system can identify them and destroy them. Five baseball players with the Tampa Bay Rays are either being praised or criticized for a recent decision they made. Jason Adam, Jalen Beeks, Brooks Raley, Jeffrey Springs, and Ryan Thompson all refused to wear a patch on their uniform that celebrated the lesbian, gay, transgender, bisexual, and queer community. Jason Adam told the Tampa Bay Times that these five players were not willing to endorse that type of lifestyle due to their faith and obedience to the teachings of Jesus Christ. Those patches had a rainbow-colored logo that those within the LGBTQ community used to represent their cause and lifestyle. The rainbow itself, however, was first written about and claimed in the Bible to be a sign of God's promise to never flood the earth again to eradicate wickedness as it was done in Noah's time. Former President Donald Trump is posting on Truth Social that Elon Musk, the CEO of Tesla, should back out of his recent offer to buy social media company Twitter. Trump wrote that Twitter is loaded up with bots and fake accounts and is not worth the $44 billion that Musk is offering. Trump suggested that the CEO return to focusing on his electric car business rather than give radical leftists within social media a windfall profit Trump concluded his post by telling Musk that he should let Twitter rot in hell. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. 
Be sure to check out Right Side Radio and host Phil Williams as he takes a call from Brian in Huntsville and they discuss why a person would avoid a debate in a Senate race. Hey, let me go ahead and grab line one, Brian from Huntsville. Hey, Brian, how you doing today, bud? Um, hello, sir. Hey, sir, how are you? Doing mighty fine. This thing off the speakerphone. Okay, should be better now. Okay. Um, I was going to say that uh, if I have an argument with my wife and or a difference of opinion and she tells me we need to sit down and talk about it as in a debate and i say that no i don't want to talk about it let's go on that probably means that i'm wrong to begin with (laughs) to apply it towards other debates that have been canceled that's it well brian let me just go ahead and point out when you're in an argument with your wife we're, we're, we're always wrong at that point we just know that but anyway your point is your point is well taken avoiding debate often means you're trying to just avoid having to deal with your own positions uh and the fact that they might be confronted um great point you can find more of that podcast at rightsideradio.org i'm andrea tice i will be back again tomorrow i look forward to updating you then Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values.